show. Winners every week. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 362. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and long-lost co-host, the man, Sandman <laughs> Andy. How you doing, brother? So glad to have you back. You know, it's another Lions Sunday. Another Lions Sunday. That that cannot be argued with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only speaking facts today, Chris. Yes. Facts only. Yes. I, I think I, I can sum it up, my takeaway from today. Um, you know, so far this year, we've seen a bad team play pretty well against some really good teams, but not quite good enough. And today we saw a bad team play really bad against another bad team. Yep. Um, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about today's game, what the takeaways are, what to think about, where to go with this thing, this Lions fandom of ours. We'll do a roundtable. We'll take your calls and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Sam, man, you ready to go, brother? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. How about that Jared Goff? <laughs> looking good <laughs> looking looking like the jared goff we hope we wouldn't have gotten yeah that's he's a heartbreaker out there um i i don't i mean let's let's be a little bit fair he had terrible protection today he had absolutely terrible protection um sewell now coming up a little lame towards the end of the game that's nerve-wracking yeah um, that's scary but jared goff I mean, you can you can love him, hate him, whatever you want. You can say, "See, we should have got Justin Fields. We'd have broken Justin Fields this year. <laughs> We'd have broken any quarterback we picked this year. We may do that next year too. <laughs> we're we in a, or we're, two years from now. Yeah, we're in a very difficult position with the roster that we've we've got here. So, yep. Wow. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Um, Andy. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you thought of the game? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people thought that this was, you know, maybe not a layup, but that the Lions would win this game. And, you know, watching the Lions last couple of weeks, I don't know if we're ever going to know this year what Lions team we're going to get. You know, we have a team that looks competent. We have a team that looks incredibly incompetent. We have... Uh, players that seemingly know what they're doing and everything looks fine. And we have players that literally have no business being on a football field playing for us. Um, you know, that's, I don't know if that's anybody's fault per se, um, but it kind of is what it is. And this game is like a perfect, you know, example of what I think that this entire year is going to be. And it's a rebuilding year. I don't know. We can't be too upset about stuff like this because our roster is just so bad. Yeah. It's bad. You know, like we can claim, you know, that our offense should be better than this, but can we, you know, our wide receivers aren't, you know, world burners. They're not even, you know, arguably they're not even NFL talent. We had a guy with two touchdowns today that had one touchdown in the previous five years. You know, that's, that's who we're kind of working with here. And, and I think we're getting the maximum we can in these situations outside of Jared Goff kind of being what Jared Goff is. 
but I don't know if we started a rookie quarterback or we started anybody else, if it would be too much different than what we've got. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I think, I think you're, you're, you're with it. You're right. Um, uh, oh, let me uh, really quick hit the super chat because I, I want to hit this really quick. Uh, Flounder, stjude.org slash DLP. Do something good while doing what you're going to do anyway. I mentioned $250 during today's show. Yes, as you know, uh, it's kicked off. The month has kicked off. We got an anonymous donor who dropped $1,000 in honor of his dad Ooh. who passed away two years ago. So thank you. Your dad would be proud of you, anonymous donor. Uh, I know I am. We're at $1,100 raised. That's 11 pies in Jamie's face. We thought of something that might be kind of fun with this. Um, kind of like the, the, the ice bucket challenge. Jamie's going to challenge two people to take pies to the face. Um, make a donation, shoot a video, take some pies to the face, challenge some others, put on your social media, um, hashtag DLP pies for kids, something like that. And uh, we will make sure to get it up on the show. We'll, we'll play clips of the d- different pies in the faces, but we want to get as much donated as we can. Everything goes to St. Jude, stjude.org slash DLP. We got a big month coming up leading into our um, our big 24-hour broadcast live stream. It's insane show. All right. Lions made a poopy and I made a poopy and Chris and Sandman love to make poopy from Jeff. <laughs> Thank you for that. Super chat, Jeff. That's, that's wonderful. I'm not sure why the uh, the, th- the things aren't firing in the background. The the little sparkly lights. Okay, so yeah, we we walk into this season. This is where I'm mad about this game. We walk into this season, and we knew it was going to be a tough season for the Lions. We knew it was just going to be a, a tough go. We knew it was not going to be a lot of wins. We knew that we were left with a lot, a dearth of talent at a number of places on this roster. New coach, yep. the whole thing. We knew it was going to be tough. But these losses have all been really tough to take. The the Ravens' loss was particularly tough because oh, yeah. the team really did do enough to um, to win that game and to have it stolen. Uh, the, the the coach's first win stolen was was kind of crap, and then basically not acknowledged throughout the week. It's really just so frustrating. But it is what it is. This game was one that the Lions really should have won, and they've got this damn habit of the first quarter um, just not not showing up. Not being there to play the game, and this is, you know, you know, when Akeem Talib is saying, "Hey, you show up for the whole game, well, show up for four quarters, right?" It's it's so obvious. When, <laughs> the, the, the second half, when we when we scored those touchdowns, I was like, "When? Where did this team come from? Where? When did these guys get to the stadium, right?" And and mm-hmm. and it was just so much different in the second half, and I just don't know. I don't know why. I I don't know why this happens. I know. Our guy, um, our guy Stafford used to have the same problem: play half a game, or they'd show up for half a game. He would show up for half a game. But is there something in the water in Detroit that's doing it to these teams? Because it seems to be. And now we have different coaches, different players, different quarterback, and the same things are happening. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's kind of hard, right? Like we've always said, Lions luck. You know, same old Lions. There's a million ways to describe it. But now we've seen it through multiple, like recently we've seen it through multiple GMs, multiple coaches, multiple teams that have been flipped over. This is a brand new team. We have very little holdover from last year uh, in the scheme of things. And yet we're encountering the same stuff. You know, it's kind of wild. At some point, we need to get an exorcist in here. We need to get, we got some gins in here or something. We need to get some some guys in here with holy water, with whatever, 
start sprinkling these dudes on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's getting a little build, build a sweat lodge next to Ford field. Something, <laughs> something. <laughs> oh. yeah, I need to burn all the old equipment. You know, I don't know. Something needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, cannot, cannot catch a break. I'm seeing something's up with, uh, oh, Campbell says it doesn't look good with Aquara potential Achilles, man. You talk about a team that can't catch a break. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna give a shout out to to Swag and Swifty though Swag and Swifty they were they 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 were money out there you know it, we have the one the one bright spot on this team is the run game and uh, they continue yep. to to really put it together and as you know we do our weekly game day drinks where I make a cocktail and we we try to get a, a naming we do a naming contest and then we drink along and have a toast after the game with the same cocktail it's the rum runner I got it in a solo cup why. As I said in the thing, make it by the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> so the name winner this week, I'm going to give this to Show Me BC. He calls it Deuce Juice for our running back coach and smooth operator, Deuce Staley. Cheers, everybody. Have some Deuce, Deuce Juice. juice. You, you may make it by the pitcher because you want to drown some sorrows today. I know I do. Joe B with the Lions got one kneecap today, David Montgomery. Damn. <laughs> oh, ah, Damn. Mm, I Joe B coming in hot. I didn't see I didn't see it and I didn't see the replay. So I'm not sure what's what's going on there. Yeah, I don't think they showed the replay. They said it was bad though. He walked off. I don't know how bad it could have been if he walked off, but it apparently wasn't very good. I mean you don't need a kneecap to walk. Uh, (laughs) Well, you can walk like a chicken without a kneecap. Who was it up at the beginning? Um, Evidently, kneecap. uh, uh, Here it is. Joe Rocks 30. I'm guessing kneecaps taste like crap. (laughs) (laughs) It's an acquired taste. The team team hasn't hasn't grown into it yet, I don't think. Evidently not. (laughs) So, yeah, running game looked good. And uh, salute with the deuce juice. And you'll see me get... Drunker, as as you know, these rum runners. I showed you guys the uh, kind of the trick. Instead of using blackberry brandy, use the moonshine. And uh, I also, if you watched, you saw my neighbor passed out in this floor because of the rum runners. Um, they're very. I mean, they're the the Long Island iced tea of tiki drinks. So you probably noticed some slurring by the end of the show, and I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> All right, um, let's get it. We'll take some phone calls. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Also, stjude.org slash DLP, completely tax deductible. You can you can deduct that right off your taxes, anything you give. And uh, we're trying to help some sick kids here. So we'll get going. Let's uh let's get the uh, phones lit up here. Caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? All right, here we go. Hey caller, how what's your name and how much you had to drink? Justin and uh, about four tall boys and about two bottles here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Let's, uh, let's, let's, what, what do you got for today's game for us? What do you got for us? Well, you know, Chris, I mean, you know, coming into the season, I'm thinking, you know, we're going to have four, maybe five wins. And after week one, I'm thinking, okay, we're looking good. Four, maybe five wins. Week two, not so much, maybe three, maybe four wins. <laughs> After that loss last week, man, I was heartbroken. Oh God, yeah. Now this week, oh and seventeen. I just I can't see where this team's gonna win any games this year. Oh man. They just look so bad. You know, 
it's interesting. You could think about, you know, they're in the race to be the first 0-17 <laughs> team because the Browns stole the, the charm of the 0-16 away. Um, I don't think it's an 0-16 or 0-17 team. I really don't. I, I They're going to get a win. I, I still think they can get a win next week against the 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 Vikings. I think every team has bad games. I mean, look at look at the uh, the Chiefs out there. You know what I mean? They've had a, a crap season, yeah. and they have way more talent than they do. The win number would tell you. You know what I mean? Um, and now the injuries could be could be a real problem to this whole thing. But I, I, I the, the Lions are going to pull one out. I know the Lions are going to pull one out at least. Um, it's probably going to be in the range somewhere of three, maybe four games if they get things together. But I don't think they're going to go winless. How about you, Sin Man? Are you? Yeah, are you... you know, I think I thought about that during the game that. Once Ragnar went out, once Okwara went out, I thought to myself, the Lions will not be favored in a game this year if both those guys are injured for any amount of time. They're just not going to be favored. I think what the Lions have going for them this year is that the 0-16 teams that we've seen, the Browns and us and obviously in, back in the day, uh, was horrific coaching. Regard the the talent level was not good on either team. Let's not get it twisted, but the coaching was extra bad, and it kind of allowed for that. I think the NFL has enough parity that you can get lucky one game and still eke one out or eke two out. I th- I think that's kind of where the Lions are. I'm I'm kind of on team one and a half to two wins, <laughs> <laughs> one win and a tie. Or, you know I don't know, um, but the talent level on this team is atrocious. It's just really bad. And we knew that the talent level was going to be this bad after the Quintricia era was over uh, because of what they did to this team. They cannibalized it. They blew it up. Um, they traded down at almost every position. Yep. They basically we are, we are worse. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think we're not going to get better for a little while. I just think that's the way it's going to be. I don't, I don't think we're all in 17 material, but. I mean, honestly, if if we start heading that direction, I, I wouldn't be that shocked either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to be heartbroken. And, and, I mean, it's hard. And it's the hard. only reason I'm I'm saying 0 and 17 is, you know, I I was looking at the Lions' schedule, and you know, unless the I mean, maybe against the Broncos, the Vikings, unless you know, Delvin Cook decides that he wants to come out and play. But I mean, other than the Broncos. Everyone else is almost a Super Bowl contender team. So who who else do you guys see us beating this year? I still think the Bears at home. I think the Vikings at home. I think maybe the Vikings away as well. I think the the team is better than it was today. It's not as good as it was um, in those two halves that they played. The half against the the Packers and the half against the. Um, the first game of the season, I don't remember. Whatever, uh, they're not that. They're not that good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm my, I'm my brain is lazy as f right now. I am just so frustrated. But um, they're not as bad or as good as we've seen. Uh, I they're gonna they're gonna get. And there's other teams that are gonna play bad against the Lions. That's the big trap, right? <laughs> the Lions. Um, and the other side of it is is we're gonna go forward and we're gonna draft better than the Bears next year. So we got that going for us. <laughs> Theoretically, yeah. Well. All right, brother. I'm going to let you go, okay? The phone's been kind of blowing up here. I'm going to grab the next one. Thanks for calling. All right, bud? Awesome, guys. Have a good show. Yeah, you too. Thanks. You too. God, I'm so dumb. (laughs) Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? What's up, fellas? It's Mo from the Creek. Hey, hey, Mo, how you doing? (laughs) What up, Mo? All good. 
All good. All good, man. I, I have to ask you guys something. Are you guys just numb every Sunday to the Lions? Like, do the losses even affect you guys anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I yes they do. Uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris, do you do you go to your room and just say I got to cut on this equipment for this freaking podcast? Are you just like just so uninspired every week? <laughs> I, so <laughs> I started counting last week, and I think I was at fifty-eight losses, post-game losses, and it's either this week. Or or the next one. I'm not going to say next week, but I'll be I'll be the milestone of 60 post game shows after a loss. And it, it is, you know, when you when it, it it I was talking about this with the guys in the Slack. It's hard to come in, fire up the board, get all the you know you got to write the freaking description and all that stuff for the, and it's like why am I doing this sometimes? You know what I mean? But, there is a guy in the Slack who, and I'm not, I'm not even joking. I, I, I was like, what am I doing, right? <laughs> and he's like, but man, you help us out so much because we got nowhere to turn and you just help us kind of work through it, you know? And I'm like, okay, so I can do some good with my pain. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess that's right, what I do. Right, right. You know, I, I, I was watching talk with myself uh, last week when I was at the Ravens game sitting in my seats and uh, they were setting up to kick the, the game-winning field goal and Everybody around us is like, oh, I can't believe we won. This game was crazy. You know, I'm thinking to myself, you guys have never been here. And then I started thinking to myself, am I, am, am I that jaded guy that I used to not like? Uncle Eddie. Am, I, am I starting to get there? Because I was thinking to myself, he's 100% going to make this kick. There was no doubt in my mind. I wasn't going to be excited until he didn't make it. I had zero right. pre-excitement. I'm right. the guy that goes right. in dry. You know what I mean? You're spending thousands of dollars on season tickets to sit there. Yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for zeros. I'm fucking. I'm waiting for zeros. What's happening? Yeah. Oh right. Uh, you know what? It was a zero. It was a delayed game zero. So you know, <laughs> but we didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't yeah, even know so about we got that until hours later. Right? I'm like, I'm like at the game. I'm, I'm I, I didn't even notice. But yeah, no, that's. Uh, I don't know if I'm numb to it yet, but I, I think the losses right now don't hurt as bad because this team is bad, and I know that they're bad. So maybe the expectations right. are lower. I, I didn't come into this season expecting to win, uh, but right. you know, the, the the losses are tough regardless, especially when you lose the way that the Lions seem to lose. Like we lost today's game because we shot ourselves in the foot multiple times. We lost last right. week's game on a crazy fluke. You know, the literally the longest field goal ever. You know, like that doesn't happen <laughs> to other teams. Right. It happens to us. Right. And I think because it's happened to us so many times, you know, it just kind of is what it is. I was walking out and there was a bunch of fans yelling, this is the most Lions loss of all time. And I'm thinking, I'm not even sure if this is top 10. (laughs) (laughs) That I've seen in person. That I've seen in person. I'm I'm thinking about other ones. I'm thinking about Golden Tate. I'm thinking about the fail mirror. I'm thinking about... You know, I've got all this, all this pent up thoughts in my head that every single time the other team gets the ball back, there's four seconds left in the game. We're up by eight. I'm like, we're going to, you know, this is tough. Who knows what's going to happen in this four seconds, you know, every time, every time. Right. 
you you're not satisfied until you go to the parking lot, get in your car, and realize we won the game. Like yeah, you're not I gotta even turn satisfied. the local radio on and they gotta confirm it. <laughs> I gotta make sure that after I left the building, they didn't change the results. <laughs> I got. I got to get all the way home, get a sleep in, wake up the next day, and then I know. And then even then, I wake up with my fingers, arms, and legs crossed. You know. Oh my god! Shoot! Right, right. I was watching first take the the other day, and Stephen A. Smith planted the seed. He was like, the NFL should really uh, look at why the Lions are playing on Thanksgiving. Do you think we will ever lose that 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 day? I don't think so. I we think can, that I we, think we can the, lose anything. The NFL would lose lose a Ford sponsorship if that happened. We can lose anything. I, I would not put that. <laughs> that that's the Lions will lose that game <laughs> too, man. <laughs> oh right. My God. Right. Sam, man, you just melted me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly what I needed, though. Boy, I love it. I love it. Uh, now I'm all hot. I'm sitting in a leather chair. I'm sticking to it now. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, you know. I woke up this morning thinking about Lions victory, maybe, and now I'm sticking in a leather seat. That's how my day is going. Oh my God, Mo. We're lucky my camera's not working. I was looking- Got hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, go Rams, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you heard me. <laughs> go, just everybody go away. <laughs> just, uh, is it draft season yet? <laughs> All right, right. Who's who's the hottest pro- uh, college prospect right now? Because we're we're headed to that uh, one two spot for the draft next year. <laughs> we got we got to get that uh, personal foul machine out of Oregon. The guy that got kicked out of the game. I forget, I forget his name. <laughs> right, right. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, all right. Mo, we're gonna let you go, man. Um, thanks though. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you for thank listening. You for the laughter. Oh, thank you, bud. We'll <laughs> Later, man. All right. Oh man, Mo from the Creek, love it. Thanks. Um, hey, caller, what's your name? How much you had to drink so far? Hey, this is Steve. Uh, still busy, Judge. <laughs> Wait, what? What's up, man? What was still busy, Judge. <laughs> How you doing? What do you got for us, man? So, uh, yeah, um, I was in this, I, I uh, big Lions fan, uh, put all my hopes and wishes into uh, last year, oh. uh, Stafford last year. Uh, once I lost Stafford, I was kind of resigned myself to not allow it to uh, kill my day anymore when they lose. So I'm I'm uh, free of being, you know, drained from this loss. So I'm I'm good. I'm looking at the positive, just looking at it from an objective point of view. So uh, taking the positives, I I liked what I saw from Cephas. I liked what I saw from St. Brown for the most part. Um, I think there's some potential there. Uh, hopefully I can see those guys as being potential, you know, two and three guys. We just need a, an alpha wide receiver to come in and, uh, I think complete or at least take over the range of our wide receiver core. I'll give us a little hope. Cause I think those guys have potential to be helpers and be contributors, not, uh, lead guys necessarily. And in terms of the offense in the fourth quarter, just seemed like, uh, 
the offense came alive in the fourth quarter when we when we're playing from behind, and it seems like that's always tends to be the case. And it seems like when we do that, it's because we're playing in that shotgun spread kind of offense that golf used to do in uh, at Cal in college. And I guess I'm asking you guys, like, do you guys see that? Is that hopium? Am I, am I crazy? Or does, does golf look a lot better? Does the offense look a lot better when we play out of that, play from behind in that shotgun, pistol, spread kind of offense? Well, you know, I, I I I don't think you're wrong. I think he definitely plays better under pressure, and this may be one of the things. I'm trying not to laugh at Sandman's picture right now. I, I just caught it again. Just <laughs> <laughs> look at your face is hilarious. Um, I just if it takes playing from behind for him to be the guy, then he's not the guy. Um, I'm really in a tough spot mentally with the team right now as far as quarterback goes because if we draft one. If we'd have drafted Justin Fields, like I said, we'd have, we'd have broken him, right? I mean, by the end of this season, he'd have no one to throw to. He wouldn't. He would not have the experience, a good experience, and the experience he needs in the NFL. I, I have this feeling that Goff is going to be our bridge quarterback. I mean, I know he is for two years. You can't you can't get rid of him just because of the numbers on on his salary. So he is what he is. Instead of the quarterback elevating the receiving core, I think we need rece- a receiving core that can elevate the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um. If you if you really kind of want to look at look at what L.A. was, and then they got Stafford and look what they are. He obviously was elevated mm-hmm. by all those people around him and all the wide receivers he yep. had and the the, the 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 targets he had. He didn't have a uh, a line to protect him. Had he had a line, he he could continue to play at Super Bowl caliber level. I think, but it's not him elevating. It's him being good enough. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have the rest of the team around to, to say, make though, him good enough. You know what I mean? Is it, is it really that they're playing from behind? I, it's, I'm not saying necessarily that uh, it's that he needs to play from behind in order to be good. I'm saying the way we play when we're behind, which is mm. playing out of a shotgun, playing in a spread kind of offense, so that he doesn't have to turn his back to the defense and try to hope for him. I think he's the way he played in L.A. with uh, turning his back to the defense and then turning around and trying to make a decision. He just seemed to he seemed to make better decisions when he was constantly catches it in shotgun and is constantly scanning the field from the beginning of the snap. I, I'm I, saying the I honestly and I thought about this better. during the game as well. I think I think mm-hmm. it's more that when the Lions go into spread looks slash when the other team is up by a few scores, they start playing a little mm-hmm. bit more zone defense and Goff's first mm-hmm. option is open. Or mm-hmm. uh, it's an easier choice to make. I think when Goff mm. has to get to his second and third progression, I think he really, mm. really struggles. Even when he gets to his first progression, we're seeing balls that are late. We're seeing balls that are not super accurate. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the things that was talked about during his you know time at the Rams was that McVeigh was literally telling him until the last second, the mic turns off into his head, you know, where he thinks that the guy's going to get open at. And I think we're kind of seeing mm-hmm. that is that when his first options there, then golf can look okay. When his first option isn't there, he's not going to look okay. And with the wide receivers, we have not getting open mm-hmm. very quick, uh, possibly running sloppy routes, you know, doing things that Jared doesn't expect him to do. Um, mm-hmm. We, we, we kind of get what we have, <laughs> what we have here. And I think, you know, that's, that's partially on golf for not being that great of a quarterback. It's partially on the wide receivers for not being that great. And it's partially on, yeah, the team as a whole for you know not coming to this conclusion faster, but I think it's more 
that than necessarily, you know, like the type of looks he's getting. But, you know, I, I don't think mm-hmm. that that style of look hurts at all. I tell you that last, sure. that last fourth down, that fourth and one that sealed the game, when we threw to Amon Ra, mm-hmm. someone in the Slack posted mm-hmm. a picture. Cephas was literally wide mm-hmm. open over the middle, standing there, wide open, S- straight ball right up the middle, standing there. He could, easy first down. The game continues. They continue to play. Didn't even look at him. Just looked over to the, mm-hmm. the Amon Ra, and then I mean, Talib says Amon Ra didn't take the, didn't run out of the break, didn't get there in time. Maybe it was passed to the spot, and Amon Ra didn't get there. You don't know if it's if it's that or if it's. If it's Goff missing the spot, Goff threw some beautiful balls today. He threw some real crappy-looking balls. It looks a, a couple mm-hmm. times like receivers weren't getting to where they were supposed to be. I mean, it's just a, a crap show across the board from all of them. And and it really, between mm-hmm. that and, I mean, think about this. We had a we had a shotgun snap intercepted. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> How do you – I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of the NFL before. But – um. Hey, Cole, I'm going I'm to let you go. We got a bunch of calls, and I just want to hit uh, the St. Hey, right. Jude thing. We got a whole bunch of new, uh, a bunch of new uh, donations that rolled in. I just want to thank the folks. Okay, bro? All right. Thanks, thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling. Go Lions. All right. Go Lions. Go Lions. All right. We got two. One, some guy named Sandy Man. Uh, Sandman. Oh, that's it. $50. Let's go Lions, I guess. Thank you, Sandman, for your St. Jude <laughs> donation. And Hattori Hanzo, Japanese samurai sword salesman uh 1969 props to 1995 scott mitchell and you know so we are finally back at our traditional 69 cents <laughs> raising money for the sick kids that's what we do i guess we're at uh 69 69 <laughs> thank you everyone so much for for your generosity stjude.org slash dlp write it off in your taxes and feel good about yourself help helping sick kids that's what we're after all right We'll take your calls, 248-782-8384. Got one coming in right now. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Hey, this is Jess uh, from Wyoming. <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> um, I'm just, I just want to know what you, like, I don't feel like golf is the answer at all. Uh, all, all season he has missed wide open players like you were just talking about with Cephas. Because he won't read the, the the defense, or he gets he gets hustled and frustrated. I want to know what you guys think about the Liberty U dude, Malik Willis. I am nervous about any rookie quarterback coming into this situation. That's my biggest fear. I think, like Chris said, you know, like I don't know if I think that Justin Fields would be would have been broken by this team, but I think that you put a a rookie quarterback anywhere near this thing, even next year, possibly. And it, it, it's a scary thought. I, I like the idea of him and I think he, he looks good, but I, I think we have to ride golf for a minimum of another year, even as painful and horrible as that may, that just, may be just from the salary alone. Yeah. Just the salary alone. It's yeah. going to be harmful. Well, I mean, we obviously keep Goff, and maybe he rides for, you know, half a year or whatever. And we use the 32nd pick with that marvelous trade to the Rams to get a receiver <laughs> that's actually worth a damn. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where we really look. Oh, can you turn down the audio just a little bit on that caller? 
Um, I think that's where we really oh, need to look sorry. at. Yeah, no, no problem. The wide receiver kind of realm is where we need to to go this year to really help. I not, I'm not sure about wide receiver first. I mean, if you look, you guys know how much I love Jerry Jacobs, and he's he's a really really cool guy across the board. But I mean, he shouldn't. You know, when you see Jerry Jacobs on the field at, at cornerback for the Lions, you know there's a lot of injuries, <laughs> and we we're, we're down. I mean, we're in deep trouble when uh, Amani or Warrior is the one that's coloring covering Robinson, you know, and then it's 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 everything else from there. Um, now Jerry looked great out there. He, I, 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 it was spotty at the end. I was making up the rum runners and everything else. I'm sorry, the deuce juice, and uh, it was it was kind of one of those situations. But I, you know, I didn't hear Jerry's name get called. And if you're a rookie cornerback and they don't call your name in a game. You're doing a damn good job, <laughs> so I, I think you know yeah. that's good. But we've got a lot of holes to fill. I mean, it's it's worse maybe than we thought. We got the injuries. You know, you're looking at an, uh, a potential Achilles for Aquara. You've got uh, Okuda out. Probably not going to be. I mean, it's going to be hard for him to come back and be a number one cornerback in the NFL. It, it's just that's the reality yeah. of the injury. So now you're looking for a new cornerback, right? A, a position you should have had locked up. That that you know that's gone. Um, I don't know that you can put uh, um, if you drafted Matthew Stafford in you know in next year's draft, I think you'd have a worse version of Matthew Stafford in ten years than the than you know ten years on in his career. Um, I just don't think that this is a situation for anybody to step into as a rookie quarterback yet. Uh, I think we're going to need a whole nother off season, a whole nother uh, set of talent, a whole nother draft and free agency period run a season, see the improvement, and then maybe you can get to the point where you can start thinking about your quarterback. The other side is I'm not super excited about the quarterbacks in the draft yet this year. Um, we'll see what's out there, but it's just it's – I don't think we're ready for a quarterback yet as a team, and I'm not certain that this is the year to grab one anyway. So, you know, it maybe those six-year contracts are there for a real reason and a lot more valid than we originally thought. And that's right on. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Sorry, I didn't want. No. I hate to bring, bring the bad news. <laughs> I'll be excited about whoever we draft next year. Let me put it put it that way. This team has holes literally everywhere, and uh, no matter what we draft, for the most part, as long as the value is okay, I'll, I'll be okay with it. All right. Thank you, caller. Cool. Yeah, appreciate it. Bye. 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 All right. Uh, really quick, I want to hit dot seven five. He hit us in the super chat, and I'm sorry it took so long. Uh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Sending love from Upper Michigan. What do you think of Campbell's decision to go for on their last drive with how poor our red zone offense was? On the last drive, I think it was absolutely the right thing to do. Um, I think, like I said, we missed a wide open Cephas up the middle. It was a it was a planned play though. Amon Ra was open. Uh, I don't think he got to the spot that he was supposed to be. I don't think Goff adjusted his throw for where he was, and we we saw what we saw. It was interesting though because, like, I, the team really could have scored there, and and boy, it would have been an interesting game. And if you think about, I mean, as bad as the team played, right? If you don't have those two turnovers in the red zone, right? All of a sudden, it's a different game. Even if you have six six points, right? What does that put you? It puts you at twenty. It's a whole different end, end of game drive there, right? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting. It's an interesting. I mean, it was a few things. You know, the, the intercepted snap, <laughs> and then the fumble. Those were yeah, those were horrific. 
right, you know, I, I have kind of a different thought on that is that, and I'm way more conservative when it comes to stuff like that. Now, you know, I, I post on Twitter that I thought it was insane that they went for it mostly because of the amount of time that was left and the amount of timeouts they had, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they really struggled with those. I thought the play call was probably not a great play call considering how well golf had been playing. Uh, you know, I think if you make all your play calls based on how well your quarterback's playing, then, you know, we would run 99% of the time currently. Mm-hmm. And we obviously can't do that. Um, but I think, you know, it, it's peak Campbell and I'm not going to fault him for being aggressive. That's who he is, you know, and that's, you know, put us in this position. You know, we, we kicked that other field goal going forward on fourth down there maybe makes a lot of sense because we've got time on the clock. Maybe we don't have to run a hurry up play. Maybe we have time to actually get set up and kind of figure it out. Um, you know, I think that just kind of, it is what it is. You know, you can agree or disagree with Campbell being aggressive. You know, we've had fans the entire time with every other coach called well and everybody, you know, like, why aren't we going forward on fourth here? Like we need to be more aggressive here. And I think at times not being aggressive has cost us. And this was just kind of the opposite of that. I think being overly aggressive kept us out of this game. But, you know, in future yeah. games, maybe it won't. Maybe it will keep us in games that normally we wouldn't have been in. Yep. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Uh, hey, this is Paul from Wisconsin. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Good. Working my way through a six-pack, but uh, Good work. I just wanted to say, like, I don't think it's necessarily only Goff. There was a lot of Goff hate today, and while for sure he didn't do great, it was just like there's a team effort on the field, and the whole team needs to perform, the coaching staff, the management, everything around him. So I just wanted to point it out that like necessarily it wasn't just him. And this is a filler QB, like we all knew from uh, drafting this year and all the draft picks we got. So I don't think we should be ultra upset with how he performed. Yeah. I, 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 I got, here's the thing where I'm going off. Just accept that he's here for the next two years. That's what you have to do. And you have to figure out how the rest of the team, because he's not going anywhere. Um, and, and also keep in the back of your mind, and I'm not saying this to you specifically, caller, but when we talk about trading Stafford, Stafford was not going to play for the Lions. <laughs> he was he was out of here. He was done. He he, he said, I, I need to go. So let's just remember that. It wasn't like we went out and proactively traded Stafford away thinking we're, hey, look at her. We're, you know what we're going to do. We got some great value. Um, we got the blocks, I think, in the pieces to, you know, the value and the treasure to build something. And now it's, it's, you know, the whole watching it get built kind of thing. And it's, you know, right now we're literally making, making sausage. And, um, I don't know, I think, where was it? Mike D in the, in the chat. I don't think Campbell's going forth this often in the future, but we're still in tryout mode till at least week eight. And I think there's a lot of that going on. I think there's a lot of testing, trying, seeing what happens, a B testing kind of stuff going on with this team this year. I, you can't say to your team that we're going out and we're not trying to win. But I think basically we're trying to win, but we're also trying to figure out what's working, what doesn't work, kind of nuances. And I think sometimes we're going to outsmart ourselves. Sometimes we're just going to put guys in tough situations and see what they do. What I hope doesn't happen is that this continues. And this is kind of, Sam, man, if you remember back with Patricia, right? And, and we were talking about, and you were on it right away, right? Guys playing positions that are not 
the positions that they should be in or being asked to do things that that's not what they're good at, that sort of thing, right? Um, we're like, okay, well, maybe he's testing them. Maybe he's trying to, you know, and then it was no, no, it was just really a bad defense and a bad scheme and poor fit for the players that he had and bad drafting, all the other stuff that they did wrong. Uh, hopefully that doesn't carry forward like in such that what Dan Campbell's doing, This hopefully this kind of tryout period and these things that he's doing are not, you know, don't carry over into into his kind of, you know, ethos of who he is and are more of a we're trying to stretch and feel and grow and build a lot of young players and see what we can do and then turn them into something. So hopefully this is just part of development. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the whole golf argument, I think it, it all comes down to that without a doubt, we possibly have the, <laughs> without doubt, possibly, we have the worst <laughs> wide receiver room in the league. We just do, especially with uh, our number one being out. This, this wide receiver room is awful. You know, if you remove Hawk out of receivers, woo, it's bad. <laughs> so I agree that it's not all on Goff. I think Goff, when he has the opportunity to look good, still doesn't look good. You know, he has guys that are open and he misses them. He, you know, there's there's stuff like that. And I think all quarterbacks, you know, tend to miss every once in a while. Um, but I, I'm not sure if we're ever going to get to see Goff at full strength here because I don't know if we're ever going to have the supporting cast that he had elsewhere. I don't think we're, by the time our team is built up enough, we're probably moved on from him and it'll be all be moot as far as golf is concerned. (laughs) All right, there you go. If I could, Oh, go ahead. If I could just add one more thing, Uh, like uh, Greg mentioned in the Slack, I'm just worried that the negativity surrounding just the one person or maybe even the whole team well, like take the, I guess, uh, like the positivity away from the Campbell regime, yeah. and like you, you just want to make sure that the positivity can continue so they can build a good team going on. So, yep, that's I was I was just about to go there. Thanks, uh, thanks for the great segue, yeah. my friend. <laughs> yeah, thanks for taking my call. No problem, Paul. Be good. Man. Have a good one, guys. Right, cheers. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's kind of one of the things. We have, you know, we say, oh, the national media doesn't get it when they talk about kneecaps or when he wore the helmet, which was, I, I still think, one of the greatest press conference beginnings ever, the helmet. I, I love the racing helmet. It was so funny. Um, but we say, oh, the national media doesn't get it, right? The national, Well, I'll tell you, and I started to hear conversations start cracking along here today. The shtick, if they don't start winning, if they don't grab a couple wins here and get them soon, that whole... Campbell shtick is going to wear thin on people, and it's going to be a thing that 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 defines, you know, kind of divides the fan base on Dan Campbell. Um, it's going to become a grading thing to some people, if if that make if if that makes sense. It's kind of like you know the when um, Patricia wouldn't say anything at press conference. It's like yeah. Don't let them know what you're doing. Let them guess. That's what Belichick does, right? Everyone thought it was great. By the time, you know, towards the end of the regime, when things weren't going well, it's like, she needs to tell us what's going on. The secrecy doesn't work. It was was the whole kind of divisive thing. This is what I think uh, could very well happen with with Dan Campbell. And I I love Dan, and I love his authenticity, and I love the kneecaps and the helmet and all that stuff, but I think it it has the potential to be polarizing for people in, in the face of, you know, tough times. Uh, the team needs to stack up a, a win or two here, and today was the day I think to land a win, and I think they really, really whiffed 
on an opportunity to carry fans through what is obviously a big rebuilding season. I agree. I think, you know, Campbell, I think he was divisive as soon as he walked in the door. I think you either like that kind of guy or you don't, but you know, winning solves all problems. Um, I think honestly, his honesty about running the team thus far, I think will possibly be what saves him in the long haul where we all saw Jamie Collins, not trying on the football field. And we've all seen that in the past. We're like, why is that guy still here? He's obviously not trying, you know, and then we get coach speak about, Oh, all of our guys try and blah, 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 blah. Campbell and Holmes said, yeah, no, he's not going to be here anymore. We're trying to trade him. We're going to eat a huge cap hit just to get this dude out of, out of house because he's detrimental to us. And so I think doing things like that makes a big difference, whether he's biting kneecaps or, or not. Um, You know, and I think, most fans probably realize that this is a rebuilding year anyway, and I don't know how many people actually hold it against him when he doesn't win, but we'll see. You know, I, I think you've I, got fans that are here watching this that are intertwined into Lions fandom, and I think you've got people that watch on Sunday and are freaking same old Lions. This Dan Campbell guy sucks. You know, I think there's a bunch of you know, yeah, no fans. I, I, I think you're right, and I think there's. I think there's a lot of people that knew this was a write-off year and a rebuild year that are angry with what's going on. And it's, it's, it's funny. It's like the, the Packers game when so many people are so angry about not winning against the Packers. Right? Oh, they got that hope in the first half, right? It's like, holy cow, we got something here. And it's like, just, just hold up. <laughs> this, is, this is the Packers we're playing at Lambeau with a Lions team that should not be doing what they're doing. They're going to do what they're supposed to do any minute now, right? Don't don't get bought in. Let this team go. It's again we talk about how it could be it's a lot like Miami was last year. It's a rebuild, right? Yep. And and you're going to see you're going to have a lot of tough times along the way. It's just what it is. So you can't throw out the baby, you can't throw out the bathwater. It's it's I've I've said it on I think it was last week's show. There's a little bit of austerity that you have to go through and it's not like we haven't as a team, but We've we've we we spent and did all kinds of crazy stuff. What this year is is clearing out the dead cap, growing a lot of young UDFA talent to see what we got and what we can build and where we can find the gems and where we or normally we'd put you know Adrian Peterson out there and we wouldn't be able to grow DeAndre Swift. I say normally, but previously, right? Now we're growing guys. We're letting guys get out there and um and build themselves and make their case. And you know what? We're going to find some good players. And frankly, that's what we need to do because we just don't have a roster. Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia decimated this roster. Decimated. And we're, we got what we could in the draft. We got what we could from trades and free agency with where we are on the, on the cap. The next place to find your players is to grow these young guys and these UDFAs into players. And that's where teams that find that next level of success really get their talent because everybody can draft, right? And everybody can play free agency, but it's that development of players, the young players and making something out of what a lot of people think is nothing. That's where the real teams, the good teams uh, build those foundational pieces and, and become great teams. And, um, you know, Jerry Jacobs is a great example of that. Again, he's my, he's my guy. I'll, I, this, I don't care if it's 20 years from now. Jerry's 
my guy. I will still keep texting with him back and forth because he's just such a great story and such a great person. Um, this is a guy who has some talent and could really do it. He could really do it. I would love to see him grow into something special. Uh, if he doesn't, uh, it sucks. But he's on the team that's going to give him the very, very best chance to be the very, very best Jerry Jacobs cornerback on the football field. And that there's something to be said for that, right? So if we look at it the year in that way, I think the football becomes a lot, again, a lot more fun to watch. Even without looking at it that way, I had more fun with today's game and and I'm getting sick, so I'm not having a whole lot of fun with a whole lot of things right now. <laughs> but um, I had a lot more fun with today's game than probably 90% of last year's games. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like I, I tweeted out earlier in the year that this team is fun to watch. And part of that is because we're seeing a development of a coach. We're seeing a development of an offense. We're kind of seeing new things that are interesting and, and at least different. You know, I think that's a big part of what we're watching Yep, is development. I think in the scheme of things though, development doesn't win a lot of games and that's going to be hard for a lot of fans to watch, Uh, you know, because even games like this that were theoretically very winnable on paper and, you know, you go back and look at the box score of this thing and you can see why we lost. It's not a, you know, wasn't a lack of trying. Uh, It was literally just, bad plays and you know who knows why those why those are happening but you know we have to kind of trust in dan campbell that he's been open and honest with us which means that he has to be open and honest with the guys in the locker room that you know what's happening is happening and uh they need to address it you know and uh you know keith in the chat here said every game this season you could see that they were making progress but today they took a huge step backwards and i agree with that because today was a 100 percent team loss yeah. I don't think we had a successful port. Our defense didn't look great. Our offense didn't look great. Specialty, you know, our punter looked great, but, uh, you know, I don't know if we can really count that. And then our coaching <laughs> staff made some errors. You could say that, you know, maybe they weren't errors. They were just decisions that they made. But I think this was an all-around loss, and those never look pretty. You know, that's all all doom and gloom after losses like today. <laughs> there's yeah. no, there's There's nothing fun to look at. Well, so, and, and I'll say, absolutely, you're right, right? Yeah, this, but this was, every team has bad losses in a season, right? And they come out flat and they don't play well. This was, I think, I hope, this was that that game for the Lions. Now, the other side of it is, what was it, five of our top seven players on the payroll weren't on the field at the end of that game? I mean, yep. and you got, now, and, and you think about that with the injury situation, right? Now, Aquora with a potential Achilles, right? This is just, this is this is terrible. I mean, we've got, if, if that's the case, now you're looking at Aquora, Okuda, those are two holes you got to fill, right? And we have, a, we have a, a regime prior that created a whole boatload. It was like, it was like a, any Michigan road. There's holes everywhere, right? And now we've got two more huge, significant ones, guys that were kind of corner, centerpiece players, cornerpiece players, cornerstone players. I don't know what I'm trying to say. The word is either way. Like I said, I'm going to say they, we've got to find guys to replace them. We're going to have to replace those players next year. I just can't see both of them coming back from an Achilles. Right. So you get lucky, you get one back, then he's got to be replaced. in addition to all the other stuff you have to build, I mean, we, we had a dearth of talent across the board at this roster and, and, and things are just in, in the way, in the injury piece, it's just making things, 
so much worse, so much worse for this team, man. Yeah, I mean, we're already low on talent, and once we start getting to backups, backups, you know. Yeah. I, I, it's very arguable that we have the worst roster in the league. So we were a bottom 10 roster before the injuries, right? And, and I don't care what team you are. If you take out five of the top seven highest paid players, you're probably in a world of hurt as a team. But if you're a bottom 10 roster and you do that, it's, it's you know, good night, Eileen. Yep. Is, it, is that a saying? Or did I just make that up? <laughs> I think you come on, Eileen. Oh, that's what it yeah. was. Sorry. <laughs> a, little, yeah, a little bit on the end. All right. 248 We'll take your calls. You can also use Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, and you can call in. We'll, we'll chat. We're here. We're here for some, um, some therapy. I mean, you guys are our therapy, too. Let's be honest about it. And while we head into some of the calls, let's not forget Floundericious, one of the greatest guys uh, out there in the charity stuff we do. He is matching up to $250 to St. Jude today. Uh, we're at $69.69 so far because it's the Detroit Lions podcast. And uh, he'll, he'll do it to $250 match. So get up there and help us raise money for sick kids. We're trying to help you know, find some cures and get some families and some kids taken care of at probably the hardest times in their lives. Not even probably at the hardest points in their lives. Stjude.org yes. slash DLP. We've got some great stuff going on. Um, pies. Pies in the face is what we're going for. Pies for kids is the hashtag pies for kids. And um, we've got Jamie's the first one. He's going to have to take 11 pies so far because we've raised $1,100. He's going to have videos of each of those pies going in his face, and we'll have that throughout time. He's going to do something, and I, I implore all of you to do it. Make a donation, and then put a pie in your face. You don't have to do Marie calendars. You can do a shaving cream pie or a whipped cream pie, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I really want to see is I want to see some chicken pot. <laughs> chicken pot pie, whatever. Right? <laughs> but do, do a donation, whatever amount you want, to stjude.org slash DLP. Take a pie in the face, but before you do, challenge two other people to make a donation and do a pie. It's kind of like the ice bucket challenge. We're trying to help folks get involved or have a little fun. The pie in the face. You can do some good stuff. I mean, I know the the ice bucket thing. They did some pretty creative things. You guys could, too. Help out. Raise some money. stjude.org slash DLP. And then just hashtag pies for kids. And then go do a pie in the face. It's fun. It'll be fun. I promise you. All right. Let's see. The snap interception, the Goff fumble, this is, you know, I, I worry about the meme potential of Goff's small hands, right? And then he <laughs> lost, the ball came out of his hand when he, when he pulled his arm back in the rain, and it was like, oh, boy, here we go. And then today, right, the one slapped the ball out of his hand, okay. Second time they slapped yep. it out of, the, out, of the, uh, out of his hand, he, he got it back. That was good on him, right? Um. But the, uh, okay, let me, before we even go to this, before we go to the Goff thing, let me go to why is it that it seems like the center and, and Jared Goff, whether it's Ragnow or his base backup, um, I forget, 62, right? Um, anyway, I'm, my brain is, is my, my head's like full of snot. <laughs> All over the place. Yeah. Um, why is it that they don't seem to be on the same page? Why is it that so many snaps are coming when it seems like Goff isn't ready? This is like, this is table stakes. This is the, the the thing that you, a center and a quarterback, you know. Hey, hi, I'm welcome to the team. Welcome to the team. I'm I'm your quarterback. Hi, I'm 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 the center. Yeah, let's go spend a lot of time together because this exchange is the most important thing in football. And we got to make it, you know, a, an unconscious 
uh, ability. Okay, cool. And and then it just works, right? We've had more failed snaps between Goff and Ragnow or our center now, sorry, um, than any other team has all season. Like just today. I mean, what's, what's going on? Why is it that we have these problems snapping the ball? You know, I was watching a... Uh... Stafford, or it might have even been on the Manning cast, where they asked him what was the hardest part about learning the new Rams offense, and he said it was forgetting the old one. It was forgetting the old uh, and then, you know, going into the new. I think it's very possible that Goff, you know, was used to doing a lot of silent snap count stuff. I think today, especially, he thought that walking up and, you know, making some motions onto Ragnow and some other guys was going to accomplish that when Ragnow and them, everybody else seemed to already be in their count. Yeah. You know, they were already on their three count or whatever they use. Hawkinson, um, Hawkinson was, was he was in running his route he, on, yep. on that, on the intercepted snaps. It's very possible that Goff is just struggling in that way. And I don't think, you know, we'll ever have an answer to that. I do know that Goff has below average hand size. So who knows? <laughs> Is he? Is he running for he's got he's got little nine inch hands for a six foot four guy. <laughs> I looked it up mid game because I thought his balls are coming out of his hands real wobbly, <laughs> real dangly. I'm twelve. I'm twelve. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> your your story earlier about the the Ravens game. I'm sorry. You you just absolutely just murdered me, man. That was great. Um, I appreciate that. that it's was, my real life, Chris. It was the my, I live this. It was the first laugh I had about that game. Actually, <laughs> I, 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 it, that one really hurt me. I'm glad. I mean, you really your little rant there was great. I appreciate it. All right, <clears throat> let's see. So I don't know what's going on with the center exchange. I don't know what's going on with the snap. I don't know why Goff and the center are not on the same page. I'm not sure, but it's 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 got to stop. That's like. Again, table stakes, foundational shit. They've got to get that stuff straight. They've got to they've got to fix that. And that is like golf, and hopefully right now. I mean, it's it, it's a toe. Hopefully, it's not like something major, like a you know, yeah. Hopefully, it's not like a real something. bad turf toe or something. Yeah, yeah. But even as a center, I feel like you can kind of play with turf toe. So maybe hope so. Hope so. Figure um, it out. Just just go, just go. You know what? Okay, so you can't run right now. That's fine. Go take golf. Because he can't pass either. And just start snapping. Just go all week long. You just bend over and snap the ball, snap the ball, snap the ball, snap the ball. And then Goff, you play around with the snap count. You walk up and, and tickle the back of his sack. Whatever you got to do, right, when you're when you're <laughs> making your calls. But let's get you guys on the same damn page because this is, it's old early. It's old and it's old fast. You guys got to get your, your crap together on the snap. All right. Woo. All right. So what was the one that I led into before that? <laughs> now you're asking me to remember yes. this is a... remember remember for me here tell you what 248-782-8384 248-782-8384 we'll take your calls give us a ring and uh, we're hitting the hour mark and i'm getting um um and actually you're, yeah four, you're getting deuced uh, up well yeah no those are the three unless i'm uh, and then we also that was me. <laughs> I made fun of Case for that for so long because it was like the most incoherent series of words together. And, and that's basically where I am right now. <laughs> so let's... Uh, Live stroke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't we... Um, give me, let me give you, get your wrap, Sam Ann here. And if you guys want to get a last call in before we uh, we wrap up the show up, do so. Like I said, 248 
Sam, man, what's uh, what's your takes from today? Where do we go from here? I think my biggest takeaway from today is that we as fans need to try not to overreact to wins and losses this year because this team is abysmal. I don't think that there's any way of getting around it. I think that this roster is not prepared to win. I think the coaching staff up into this game has looked good or serviceable. I think, you know, we won't even know what this coaching staff really is until we get a little bit further along with everything. You know what I mean? It's uh, once we start winning, are they going to be able to elevate our talented players right now? We don't know what their elevation levels are. You know, we, we knew last year that the coaching scheme was bad. And so it made it hard to know how bad our roster actually is. I feel like this year, we're seeing how bad the roster is because we know the coaching isn't that bad. We're not seeing coaching breakdowns. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see. I, you know, I don't think that we're going to lose all of our games, but, uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. And we're going to have to do it week by week and, and hope we at least get a fun product out there that's watchable and uh, we can at least revel in the players that are getting playing time and, and maybe growing. For yeah. next year and the years beyond that. Yep. Um, Crappy Chana, too much Delta 8, Chris. Um, I'm toast. That's a throwback <laughs> to the very first post-game show where Case got so drunk he passed out on the show. I, I actually was texting his wife to check on him because she was at work. I was like, I'm not sure he's okay. Like He just disappeared from the show live while we were doing it. <laughs> I think that was the first lost show. <laughs> so 59 60 60k uh, shows ago i'm toast <laughs> and that's where i am today healthy full circle i think you're right um i think the wins and losses aren't going to matter as much this year um and and i don't think getting hung up on them is is the way that lions fans need to approach the season it's not healthy it's not going to be good for for fans and it's not actually looking at the right things the we know the losses are going to come we know we're going to draft high um, we've already set the table to draft higher than the Bears. That's good for us. Um, I think we would want to not only just look at how much fun, but we want to. It's kind of like I hate this example. It's, you're watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but the sports version. <laughs> you really need to treat this like a reality show. Yeah, this is hard knocks in for a whole season, right? I wish, wish Amazon was doing their. Um, I forget what the name of the series is because, of course. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, too. Yeah, all or nothing. All or nothing. All or nothing. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I wish they were doing it on the Lions this year because I think this would be a really interesting look at a rebuild and what a team goes through and what they're looking at to, to watch their guys kind of come around. Um, that's really what you need to look for here. You need to look for the growth of the players. Again, this the way to evaluate the success of this team is how are these young players developing and growing and are they players that we're going to be able to keep that we want to have on the roster next season because the players that we grow and develop that we want to have on the roster next season are all success stories for this coaching staff and success stories for the players coaches player coaches model right the, the whole deuce juice thing um, it, it comes out of the idea that you know the, these these former players can coach and can get the most out of these guys and can help develop these guys into their best selves. So that's really what we're watching for this season. It, it, losses are going to hurt no matter what. Let's face it, the numbers, 
it, you look back as we do the the game preview with Tony every week, and we did it was like 102 to 75 or something like that. The 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 Bears and Lions previous records. I mean, and it was even worse for the Packers before. At some point, you, you you're looking, you know, mathematically things regress to the mean, right? You're looking for a period of time where the Lions are are on the upswing and the other teams are you know are are choking out. This is a transition year, I really believe. This is a transition year in the NFC North. I think you're not going to see Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North next year. I think you're going to see Mike Zimmer. If he's not gone, he's going to be just flailing next year. And I think Nagy, you know, he got a boost today, but it's just another loss or two and um, three, and I think he's out of a job. I don't think Nagy's there next year either. So they're going to be in full new mode. And with the age of Cleo Mack and the way things are working out in Chicago, they're going to be on a rebuild. If if they replace Zimmer in Minnesota, they're going to be on a rebuild. And if you have Jordan Love leading the Packers, hello, 80s Packers. <laughs> You're back in town, right? <laughs> and it's a whole new ball of wax. So, oh God, I know Wisco loves that phrase. Um, so it, I, think, I think there's something to look forward to in the future. We may basically have a year up on the rebuild, from over the other teams, but we're we're definitely a year down on the talent side. So the NFC North is going to be pretty interesting going forward. Watch this reality show, and um, thank you, Paul, for your donation to stjude.org/dlp helping sick kids with cancer. All right, stjude.org/dlp donate forever all week. You find yourself an extra fiver in your in your coat pocket, just just go on over and donate it. Help out, do good things, get good karma, and uh, make things. Make things better for everybody involved. Also, I want to say cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get your head straight and get yourself together. Uh, and you know what? Where, where was it? Do, 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 do. Where did I saw it? Wait. Oh, there it is. Daryl. Daryl, I want to give Daryl credit. I've missed Sandman. Sandman, <laughs> I missed you too. <laughs> I've brother. missed you. I missed you. I really do. Now, we got to talk about the Rams game because we we can. <laughs> All right. We're going together. It's it's a date. And uh we'll be in LA at SoFi to watch the Lions Rams game. How do we want to do do we want to just do like videos during the day? I mean, I don't know that we can do a post game, right? We will be probably tanked and and tailgated. Yeah, it'll be a little rough. Should we do yeah, some live like, do shorts a couple, or something? A couple live streams maybe, who knows. Okay, okay. Well, check it out. I know the Rams game Samman and I shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm. Um we're going to have a good time. And uh, we'll figure something out. It'll be a good time. And uh, next week, Sam, man, we got you for the Minnesota Vikings. You're back. So, Daryl, don't miss that one. It's a good time always. I'll be there. Can't wait. Can't wait. You know, I heard a rumor that, uh, you know, this is a date going to the Rams game. So, I heard a rumor that you put out on first dates. Is that true? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) A couple hot dogs, a couple beers, and good to go. (laughs) You don't even need the hot dogs, my friend. (laughs) I'll, I'll supply the dog. <laughs> I thought I was the dog. You were the bun. Oh, man. Is that a sandwich? Oh, Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> need another. You need a third for that. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, I love being sick. All right. Saintshoot.org slash DLP. Get in there. Lions. Big loss. To the the Bears, it, it's a heartbreaker because we really, really thought this is one they could pull together. But again, if you think about it, when you got a bottom ten roster and five out of your top seven guys are out hurt, it's going to make you probably a bottom one <laughs> roster. So any win you get's going to be 
uh, one to cherish. Andy, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me as always. All right, guys. That's it. We're going to call it a show. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And uh, as little as a dollar a month gets you access to the Slack, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. And I want to just say hey to Jake Jake Q really quick. Um, Thanks a lot, man. I I got you here. I'll get you into the Slack here very, very shortly. Thank you for joining the Patreon. It's a great place to be. Also, follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, and at Sandman7773. I got that right. I memorized that right. I did. Oh, you killed it. You you're, killed it. You're Nailed good. it. <laughs> at Sandman7773. Give him a follow as well. And call us via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, or call us in the Lions line at 92933 Lions. 92933-LINES. Leave a message. We'll get your message on the air. You can help set up topics for the discussion for the week with Riz and I, as long as I don't go down with some COVID pneumonia combo. (laughs) Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop into your box automatically uh, like we like to do. And as I pour out the last of my Deuce Juice, which is what we renamed the Rum Runner. There it is. I emptied the pitcher. Oh, man. There we go. Now, it, I do have a full glass, but I'll, I'll put it down. Again, I just want to give credit to, where is he? Show me BC for the Deuce Juice naming of the drink this week. I've got a really, really cool drink for you guys next week, and, and I, I recommend you look at it. It's like a three-layer drink. I uh, did a practice. Let me just uh, here. Not to be confused with a 12-layer dip. Nah, I thought it was seven, but it could be 12. <laughs> um, here, I it grows with time. <laughs> <laughs> much like many things <laughs> here we go let's see if i can get that there's a test shot of the drink for this week huh Ooh. it's a del- it's delicious um it was it was it was very very good you guys will enjoy it uh so check that out uh thank you for tuning in we're gonna see you next time on the detroit lions podcast remember no pants no toasters no hot tubs no problems because we're your detroit lions and reddit connection <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.